Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. Yes. Man, nothing will feel the same. I have never... We have never experienced in our years of being on tour. We have been on tour. Essentially, we've been on tour for about six years now. Oh, that's oh, yep. Except for the one one. really good, except for the one long year that we did nothing. Right. But I still count that as being on tour because I uh, I felt stressed and you were doing a lot of planking. I was. Yep. Um, But in Philly. Being backstage, so we're we're getting up. It was about ten minutes before we got to do the show. Ooh. All of a sudden, when the all of the power went out in the building, we're like, "Oh, this is fun. This is gonna kick right back on." And then we sat there, and um, nothing happened. And nothing we already happened. Been, we, we went through the snow. I ruined my Jordans because oh, I forgot. What a casualty! That was big for me. Well, there are people as well dying, but let's say let's focus on your Jays. I, when it comes down to it, those people should have transformed into snowmen. But well, it's difficult for them. It's difficult. It is difficult. Philly but was yes, beautiful, though. I sl- it wasn't. I slipped in the street. <laughs> um, I re-hurt my plantar fasciitis. I mean, it's great. <laughs> Philly is great, but it is not beautiful. Um, it was covered in liquid shit all day because they don't plow it's anything. Snow. Nothing was plowed. It was just, but they didn't even try. They didn't even attempt to no, get rid of the snow. No, they didn't want to plow, but why would you want to plow when the snow comes, the Lord giveth good times and sledding? It turns into frigid diarrhea immediately yep. and if i that... was covered in it ruined my jeans my shoes all fucking bullshit we get backstage finally we're so excited we fucking traveled across the fucking country we're here to go we're doing this despite the snowstorm everybody else had dug themselves out of their own fucking houses it was incredible we're here the the, the vibe was was, was oh great, great vibes and great then vibes. fuck it and then uh the power goes out and then you look out the window and it's the entire fucking block and yep. it's just, they see the panic in everyone's eyes because they didn't know what to do because everyone's like, the audience is going to rip apart the stage. That is Everyone what was they wonderful. Everyone they, they, was great. They were so awesome. But they, the management was like, these animals are going to start ripping out chairs and attacking each other with them. And we're like, no, no, this is not Ben Salem. This isn't in a golden corral. Our right. audience is fucking, they, these are forthright members of society that That's just like to drink sure. a lot. You know? Absolutely. So we want to thank everyone who came yes. out to Philadelphia for nothing. And we, 
Well, it wasn't for nothing because technically they got a show within the show, which is a memory they'll never forget. We had to go on stage and say, sorry, everyone, show can't happen. Please don't kill each other. And we were lit by what is the modern version of candlelight, the iPhone. And it was kind of cool. It felt like a social media version of the movie Barry Lyndon. Oh, isn't that exciting? I haven't seen that one in a while. So we can't wait. We will be back inside of Philadelphia very soon. And of course, Richmond and D.C., you all were just beautiful. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with the newly lit Henry Zabrowski. Thank God, because I'll tell you one thing. Being in a green room with Marcus and Henry, that's pitch black. Can't see anything. No. It is scary because you never know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to flip out. Who's flipping out? When are they flipping out? Everyone takes turns flipping out. Also, we were five stories up, which means we had to walk five stories down. And that that was hard to do, wasn't it? You were you were out of breath going down the stairs, which I haven't seen in a minute. But I'm also really proud of you because you, you did get down there. And I you did. didn't fall. You didn't no. roll. We didn't need nope. to carry you on a sled. No, but it was our 9-11 moment, wasn't it? It was our 9-11. We were just very, uh, I think because we were just about to walk into the elevator that was supposed to take us down. And then we were all waxing philosophic about the idea of like, <laughs> imagine if we were, if it had happened about two minutes later, we would have been in the elevator going down. And then we would oh, have been stuck in the sick. elevator. And then, but Marcus then is like, because he brings his emergency ration of Xanax yes. with him wherever he <laughs> yeah. goes. So he's just like, we would just all just sit there like fucking logs. We would just Which eat I a also, couple of bars. <laughs> I was not aware that Marcus at all times has Xanax with him. Yes. It's, it's a great move, <laughs> it but really it's good is. to know. All right, everyone. Well, let's get into the first tale this week we have a small update regarding glitter now do we do Henry, we know well you wanted to talk about this because you wanted to clear the air about glitter the yes, celebratory yes. Uh, tradition that people have maybe it's a wedding a birthday the death of a child i don't sure. know why people use always glitter. throw glitter at an abortion whatever I think it's it really is. important throw it at the pussy um but i uh well, I don't know. I did not that, know. But. I said before last time, last week, I was like, oh, you can't get hurt from glitter. Right. And then the audience, whom I love, they emailed sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com to let me know that I was, in fact, very wrong. And some of these stories are absolutely fucked. So here's glitter some- can be very dangerous, it turns out. Did not know that. I also think if you get like immensely hurt by glitter, you kind of yeah. did something wrong with it. Yeah. You wouldn't have made it in WW2. No, because glitter is just like, I'm here. I'm here to represent good times. I'm here to represent sparkles. Do you win an NFC championship game? Glitter. AFC championship, you're going to find me. Glitter. But then oh, somehow yes. people have managed to get themselves hurt from it. So this woman, there was a woman who lost her eye. Someone sent an article about this. But here's a letter from a listener okay. that, uh, I mean, this is also awful. Um my hatred of glitter starts in high school and it's continued in adulthood. Fast forward many years and my job is working with teenagers and they found out I hate glitter. So they plan sure. to get me. So one night after an event, they hatched their plan. They decided to take a huge ass tub of fucking glitter and throw it on me. They were supposed to hit my back and chest with it. Well, guess the fuck what happened? It hit my fucking face. Huh. All the fucking glitter in all my fucking eyes. The glitter felt like glass and it was extreme pain. Went to the ER, and guess how you have—I did not know how you have to get glitter out of your eyes. Well, you, well, um, you have to have a party, maybe a disco ball, something? 
Well, they pry open your eyes. They Good. hold your eyes open. They dump water all up in the inside of your eyeballs. They then stick a cotton swab with lidocaine straight into your eyes. Huh. And then the doctor comes poking you in the eye with many things. He got x-rays. He got cuts all over the inside of his eyes. Um, and then he had to cover his eyeballs with this, like, the super glue or whatever in order for it to fix this, like, <laughs> antibiotic super glue. And he no. said it was really, really bad. He almost lost yeah. the eye. Oh. And then, But there's a worse story than that. Okay, well, what happened with the kids who threw the glitter? I guess it was just executed. A, it, no, they I hope were. Not. They were. Yes, they were euthanized. Well, it was an innocent, an innocent thing. And of course, when you're a teacher, never let the students know any Ever of your have phobias. No, no fears. No phobias. Don't let them know your fears. As a matter of any fact, of you say if they say what's your one of your fears, say something that's not one of your fears, and then you show up, and then there's a big horse in the room, and you're like, see, I actually I love, love horses. horses. So yeah. I'm not scared of horses. Then you thought I was going to react, but I actually love horses, and that's actually my horse. And oh yes, and here's the, but this is a worse story. Okay. Um, so this is from a a stage version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, when we were performing the show, I only had one costume change, from the glittery shorts to the finale costume. So to help define my shape, I would cover myself in oil and glitter to show the muscle outlines. The glitter was Ooh, made from powdered so glass. So that means though. this he must have been playing the um, the muscle hunk character. Rocky, yes. Yes. Um, so basically, on the Friday night show, I got glitter where it shouldn't go. He got it all over the inside of his dick and balls. It got inside of his panties, little tiny Well, how did it get in there? Right? Because he said they didn't realize that when they washed it all together, glitter got all all up inside of everyone's clothes and inside of his tightly fitting little like boy shorts that he used to show how big his fucking dick is, right? We're just and talking about glitter here, right? I didn't know it had such a legacy of deception of and hate and pain and total no. and pure chaos. I never thought this is the most I have ever thought about glitter. Yes. So the thing is, basically, on the Friday night show, I got glitter where it shouldn't go, and it sliced up the end of my penis. Huh. I woke on the Saturday in the most pain I've ever had in their life because uh, he was uncircumcised. And so the oh. glitter worked its way inside of his fucking foreskin okay. and ground a hole into the top of his penis. And yeah. So, uh, but this You're was not a, supposed to have two holes on there. You got uh, one no. hole. Just one hole. That's all. It's good. But he said, we were meant to start the show at 1030. By 830, there was one member of the audience already there. And apparently this is true. Mick Jagger was there to see the show. What? And we had to tell him that the show was canceled because Rocky had something wrong with his fucking dick and balls. Mick's Mick. reply was, well, haven't we all? Mick Jagger, the single one of the single most amazing 83-year-old pound elderly men that's ever mm -hmm. lived. When I he is the you know what? most powerful gonna, grandmother uh, next to Steven Tyler. I am... I don't know. I don't want to push back on the fan. Obviously, he was in an immense amount of pain. Isn't there an understudy? Isn't there a baby Rocky? I don't know. Who, who has that kind of body? Who's not eating carbs? You have any idea what you do? I mean, the understudy kind of is not going on. The under, you can paint it. Paint the abs on him and stuff. Mm -hmm. like, it's still the understudy body. Like, everyone will understand. That's not the OG Rocky. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, because you're going to get the notice in the little, in the, in your playbook. <laughs> But I just wonder if the show should have gone on. I mean, the WWE, they continue their shows going even after live death. So, oh, I yeah, I did a sketch show on 9-11. That's not true. I wish, though. I, I would have done it. I would have done it, to be brave. Well, we actually did do a performance on 9-11. Not 2001, but uh, there was a 9-11 show that we did. Oh, yes. Um, that was in the UK when they had the chip. They had the, uh, the oh, story. There, that was in the, the front UK page. And, and in yep. America. Yeah, yep. maybe, maybe you right. weren't there that night. I remember that when they talked about the potato chip. And didn't mention 9-11. 9-11 right, one well, time. Speaking of mention, Henry mentioned this earlier. Ben Salem. Now, this is a town. And you know this town is doing good. It's in Pennsylvania. We love you, Pennsylvania. 
and it has a golden corral. Now, it the must, thing with the golden it's, corral. In Pennsylvania, you contractually have to have a golden corral, I believe, every 20 miles. Absolutely, as it should be. And I, I don't, I, I hate meaningless legislation, but that would actually be good. There was a massive fight that took place at a golden corral. And we can only describe this as what happens when. <sighs> When you're just when you're getting low on chicken tendies, I don't know I what don't happened. Know what happened? Because usually, when there's this much food around, Henry, it's people peace. are happy. Yeah, people, people are, are happy, happy, and they like it. But I don't know what happened. A forty-person melee 40 broke open. People, forty people, and I want to watch a little bit of the video so we can also hear a reaction. You can hear a little bit of the sound of the fervor of this of this yeah, fight. Um, Fernando, if you go up to about. Two minutes in, you really get into the fighting here. You got to hear this. This is fucking, this is ape shit. So for those wondering, are these people hammered? Are they sober? The whole thing took place at 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh, yes. So some people were having early dinner. Some people were having late lunch. Maybe that crossover effect had a lot to do with the fact that people then began throwing chairs, high chairs, and tables. Watch this, but actually bump it back about 30 seconds. Let's give this a listen, and I think even though it's audio, I think you'll yeah, be able to really go, here get go, here the, the chaos and the weight of it all. Yeah. Now this was this was taken down because they thought that it promoted violence, but I actually the, just it does kind of hype me up because I want to start screaming "World Star, World Star." But yeah, it is fun. but uh, I, I understand it, yeah. it's bad to pr- promote mass fights at the Golden. Corral. I think Golden Corral can handle it. All right, let's do it. Woo! So the Look lights the are shit. shaking. The wow, the chandeliers are going. That man is throwing a table at a nana. Yes, and holy the, shit! The essential worker that is the waitress is trying to keep peace. I'm gonna tell you, she's going above and beyond at this point. I'm leaving. Can I say that there is truly nothing essential about being a waitstaff at a buffet? That is, that's the well, exact. You you can say that if you wanted to be immensely rude. I don't mean to be. Oh, now look this, at this guy coming out with the walker. Everyone is old. I don't. They're all old. This is literally a mass fight between 40 to 50 year olds. He's still begging that this... one guy to stop. And it looks as oh, if another he's... guy is looting some merch. Well, this, isn't they that came just from fantastic? An, they came from some kind of Eagles function. This might be sports related, although I don't Whoa. think so. Again, four thirty in the afternoon doesn't. That look guy like... has never played a sport in his life, but he is somehow the size of an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, there's that is a folk. big man. It's the Golden Corral, of course. I don't see any of the buffet food. No, and it was now in the I'm, side room. I'm looking at what we're seeing here, and I think this is not food related. I think this was an argument that occurred over dinner. Maybe it was a mask thing, maybe a mandate thing, maybe a vax thing, maybe a sports thing. Who knows? The list can go on. Know. But this looks to be not food related. As a matter of fact, it seems to me as if they're already full. They look pretty bloated. Yeah, yeah they look pretty they, bloated. I, I think this is a post food fight. Um, wow, that's incredible. All right. Uh, I am just. Uh, Watch the video if you can. It's at Melee at Ben Salem Golden Corral. It's just there on YouTube. And it's fucking chaos, dude. What would you do? That? I would have just. I would have fleed. Number one, oh, I would've, I just would have ran out of there. Or unless I guess you were you in the fight. Aside. But what? Yeah. You. Ah, I mean, at some point, you're going to get beamed with the baby chair, and now it's your responsibility as an American. You got to hit somebody else with something. Also, how did this not, of all of the opportunities, I've only been in one genuine food fight. There's no food. It, yeah, but at the cafeteria, 
Like it was, I remember it was in high school. A food fight started. It was probably one of my most free moments of my life. What did you throw? What was the thing that you threw? I threw a a little thing of milk. Oh, that's a grenade by a food stock. Oh my god, dude! dude. You went the top of it and just just scorched earth. Now, may I ask? And this is actually true talk: chocolate milk or traditional two percent milk? Normal white. Okay, yeah, because white. the chocolate will. Because I had that, I had a chocolate milk in my in my uh, locker for a couple of months, and I got to say that smell does not come out. No, I uh, drank the chocolate milk because chocolate milk is one of my favorite substances on the face of the planet. Fantastic, good idea. Um, but it's like, but why did they not go to the start? Why did this not become a food fight? They I had such they... an opportunity. You could pick up how fun. You see that one woman in the big hat, and she 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 was like, "Stop now, stop!" How yeah. fun would that be to pick up the fucking prime rib and throw it at her head? That's I think fun. it was. I think it was about distance. I don't think they had the opportunity. They did. They were not distanced. Also, but they then, made. Well, no, but I mean, they were distanced from the buffet, and in some ways, they were distanced from each other go, as well. You wouldn't go run into the other room and fill up a plate full of mac and cheese, and then just start fucking catapulting but, buddy, people. It's the definition of bringing a ham steak to a knife fight. Because well, what if you're throwing shot in the tables? Head. They're yeah, throwing yeah, chairs, yeah. and all you're going to throw a potato. No, it, it, I'm, it's like you can't if it's not. A, it wasn't a food fight. It was a tables, ladders and chairs match. I just saying if I'm not a directly part of the fight, if I don't have skin in the game and I'm just trying to be the Joker that right. day, it's fun to just start and add food in the mix because then they'll start fighting with the food. You actually probably could save lives because you'd show them all how much more fun, innocent and safe it is to fight with the food well then the tables make, you make a good point two people were injured someone yes. uh was covered in a bunch of blood oh yes and yes, yes. this is according to the courier times uh bucks county the bucks county courier times which are really they're all over this story they've been on this story from the ground since the beginning uh, they are taking this extremely seriously and they're going to keep us updated if there's any deaths or anything like that, we don't think oh, so. Oh yes, oh uh, no, we don't think so. Um, no, I think it's just a, uh, I think it's just a fun 4:30 Sunday. I guess Pennsylvania. so. Pennsylvania. But this next story, the, most of these stories come from Pennsylvania this week, and it wasn't because we were just there. I don't know what is going on in that state this weekend. It Maybe good. it's the snow. People it went insane. Um, but this next story is actually very fucking serious, and it is. Uh, I they are saying they might have the situation wrapped up, but we don't know yet. It's so, a freaking horror movie. This story rings true. I mean, in uh, this is it, it is the beginning of. Of a horror film, of a zombie oh, film. So many yes. scary movies. So a uh, a truck carrying a hundred monkeys w- that were infected with herpes two. Okay. Collided with the dump truck. This is Friday afternoon along Route fifty four, just off of Interstate eighty. This is near Danville, and um, a bunch of monkeys went missing That's up into the good, forest dude. areas. And it's really not good because I guess we were talking with Fernando before the show that herpes two is actually fine for the monkeys to have, but you can get it if they bite you or scratch you, and it is very bad for us. We get like brain damage if you kiss a monkey. Yeah. If you you fucking have it eat your pussy and you know it's yeah. going to end up using teeth because it doesn't know. Um, so according to the CDC, the monkeys, they were, they were supposed to go to the CDC approved quarantine facility. Um, they were from Mauritius, a country in Eastern Africa. Can we just pump the brakes on animal experimentation with a bunch of new like, you know, kind of diseases and virus? Can we just pump the brakes for just, just give us a, just stop or oh, yeah. if you're going to transport them. Just make sure that the truck driver knows what he's doing. 
But they went, I, my thing is, why don't they label it CDC? Like, you should label you the truck. The truck should be labeled CDC, and it should have, like, a thing in front of it and back of it. Like, you know, like, when people transport houses or whatever. Wide load. Wide load. Like, there should, I mean, this is not even a bit. I really feel that they're, they should be kind of, have some kind of escort. Yeah, or like probably. something that Especially yeah, he, if they're, killed with, they're filled with animals, uncontrollable animals filled with infectious disease. A hundred biological weapons just hanging out and not having fun. Oh, no. Um, and uh, th- this is it's really fucked up. Th- so these monkeys are loose. They had to kill all of the monkeys that were there. They had to, quote unquote, what, what was it? Kindly, euthanize uh, them. Hu- humanely euthanize them, which, which I mean, is like, like sh- shoot them in the head. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, you, still I don't know. Gotta, you still killed them all. But now this is the thing. I love this. Now, this comes from Howie Lurch um, from Valley Township. Little monkeys, we got bears, we got coyotes, we had deer, you know all the time. A little three-pound monkey doesn't scare me, but why are they so concerned about it is what concerns me. So he's yeah. saying the government's all, because the um, they hit on a mass thing saying there are three monkeys sitting somewhere in the forest of Pennsylvania right now that can get you very, very sick. One but- has his hands on his eyes, one has his hands on his ears, and one has his hands on his mouth. <laughs> but um, the thing about their pretty sure is that the cold is going to kill them overnight that's just that um, is just absolute what a what that is, that is wonderful yeah that that great um this, uh, this comes know, from yeah. michelle fallon of danville she saw the entire incident she great. jumped into action she helped the drivers and the loads they were carrying so uh-huh. i walk up on the hill and this guy tells me oh he's hauling cats and i said <laughs> oh so i go over and i look at the crate and there's this green cloth over it and i peel it back I stick my finger in there and I go, kitty, kitty. And it no. pops his head up. It's a monkey. <laughs> no, what are you doing? I don't You've know. never seen what monkey shine or anything. What is wrong with people? Um, and they're already saying that they found the woman who came upon that crash. That woman is already sick. Um, she had up close encounter with the monkey. She's got, um, she said that she has cold like symptoms. She has a runny nose, cough, pink eye. Um, it's not good. No, it's uh, not. And apparently they said, she said before sticking her finger in there, she said, hey, kitty, 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 kitty. What, even if it was a kitty, what is, Seriously. What is this? Stop. Don't put your random finger in a Why random crevice. Why is there not a massive CDC state sta- like stenciled on the side of that box? Why is CDC maybe not they're written all over it? Maybe they're People worried. People freak that out. People would freak out, and then if someone wanted to use the monkeys for nefarious reasons, like maybe what? Steal for flashlights? Mon- I don't know, buddy. What are we going to do so, with them? These, they're diseased. They're fine. They're like yeah, they, well, they don't show signs of illness because it doesn't fuck with them. I mean, if you had a series of monkeys, you would like find you know let them loose places. I, I mean, mean, it would be fun. It's because then you you see all the chaos, and then you're like, "That's chaos great. is fun." It's um, the funnest kind of chaos too, because it's monkeys everywhere, and then you're half delighted, half scared, and that's the best part. That's like an amusement park. Yeah, the CDC did send a letter out, and they did say there were some wow. surviving monkeys, and they are going to be quarantined, and they're going to be monitored for infectious diseases for at least 31 days before the release. And I don't know why <laughs> any of this is happening. I don't but know. Isn't that great? All right, there well, really does need, but I feel like the, uh, the no these these CDC trucks need more presence on the road. I I don't fucking understand. Well, I this. wonder they must. I'm sure that they have some reason because maybe they were worried about terrorism or something. But yeah, let us know. I want to know. Honestly, if the terrorists want to blow up that herpes monkeys truck, 
<laughs> that's fine, I guess, because it's a bunch of poor monkeys that all have the love bug, and they can't fucking. Uh-huh. They, they don't even know that they have it. They don't know that they have it. They're like a bunch of DJs from 2005, fucking New York City. Yeah, well, indeed, running around in the woods with no place to go. <laughs> no place to go. From your My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest and... I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out 
how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Speaking of love bugs... Let's go to let's go. Henry. You love shoes, don't you? Yeah, you, you know. And I mean, I you love know shoes I too. I love. I'm, I'm an we advocate both. of shoes. Oh, I think um, yeah, shoes should be worn more often. And I think that on a plane, always. it's absolutely disgusting when you reveal your feet, um, in any way, shape, or form. I have very little. Like I try not to be one of those. Like that's really out of line. Back of the. I've had feet on the back of the seat. No shoes. It's nasty. Feels, uh, disgusting. Anyway. So there was this dude in a Brampton footlocker and he was working there and maybe he was bored or maybe again, he really loved the shoes. I mean, and I love shoes. I get, I get boned up for some shoes. You should see these yeah. new bronze I got. I love them. I, I, I got hard I, for them. The, the bronzies are an unbelievably comfortable shoe, but this man took it to another level. He had video evidence of him ejaculating in the shoes hmm. and a performing quote, messy sex acts. With mm. the shoes. And I don't know why they put the term messy in there. I mm, guess it just I, really yeah. nails home how disgusting the whole thing is. So he's on Snapchat. and So he I, sh- I, he filmed himself doing it. It seems as if he filmed oh, yeah, himself video doing that. this. Yes, there's video oh, yeah, on yeah, his yeah. now deleted Instagram account. He uploaded several videos and photos showing one man exhibiting questionable and in some, in some instances, instances disgusting. straight up disgusting. That's editorializing. That is. All right. But- and I want the blog TO for say, ha, shame on you for saying that. I don't know. It sounds like it could have been pretty disgusting. Um, so the man was doing some weird stuff with some shoes. And then I guess he'd come in them and then he would just go and watch people try them on. And I guess. I guess that's oh, yeah. what got him off. Well, his name is Darian Kid. We're just gonna go ahead and give to give out his name. Shout and then out. he um this is what uh this was the video that he said. This is the this is this is the transcript of the video. What's up, Snapchat? You're back on another episode of Naked D Fly in the workplace. Oh yeah. Um so as you can see, we're at Foot Locker here, and there's nobody else here. Only my shit. And I'm fully, completely a hundred percent. Sexy and naked, oh. and then he pans down and proves the whole naked thing. And then on the video shared by the aforementioned Instagram account, it stopped short. But I apparently, um, uh, that's when he just started coming in the shoes. He yeah, started jerking the, off on top of the shoes. That was that was the thing that really got him going there. Um, so obviously there are some apologies going around the Foot Locker. Uh, they say that they mm. had failed to meet customers' expectations, and you know what? I, you went above and beyond in that failure because I don't even – that wasn't even on my list of expectations. I didn't think I had to worry about all the shoes being covered in cum. But well, now the, I know the, that, and I'm going to say every full locker I walk into, and as you know, my expectation that none of these shoes have come in them, and then we'll see how they like react. That. Yeah, because if you see guy, one guy blush, you know. <laughs> oh, sir, mm-hmm. what shoes did you fuck? Sir, what shoes did you fuck? I'm wearing them. Squish, 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 squish. Oh, well, you won't fall over. I'll tell you that much. It's Peel. been a really long time since I bought uh, shoes in a shoe store. It's been a minute. And yeah. this is not going to make me like 
Well, your size back. is always sold out, and my size is never available because they it's never true. ordered size 14. But then you're a basic size. Yeah. But according to Peel Regional Police, they have not. Uh, I don't know what they're going. If they have not charged him yet, and maybe they're like looking into, maybe they're looking into him. A spokesperson of Foot Locker says, Foot Locker is committed to operating with the highest ethical standards. <laughs> and it's this type of behavior and this type of behavior is not tolerated. Especially they coming like from so, acting, especially what? coming from somebody dressed as a referee. <laughs> because it's so important for them to hold the rules it's sacred. Am I wrong in saying it seems like Foot Locker is like, yeah, all right, another day. Yeah. Where we just talk about how all sorry right. we didn't have customer expectations in mind. It's like, does this happen a lot? Is there hey. a whole underground ejaculation game happening at the Foot Locker? Well, you remember or, uh, surrounded we by covered shoes? this story. We covered another shoe comer story last year. It was in New Zealand. So this is him following, maybe continuing in that man's legacy. Because you know this is about the violation. This is not really about him being, he doesn't think that the shoes are sexy. It's about knowing that someone is going to unknowingly stick their foot into this and get cum all over their feet. And he loves that idea. Well, it's he about also setting a little landmine. Do you know how many freaking comments this dude got? 75,000 comments. He did it for the fucking likes, bro. He did it for the fucking, the clout, dude. Jeez. I mean, so he like got what he wanted, I guess. And I don't know uh, what he is going to go on to do, but big things. Well, big things indeed. I don't All know. Right. Well, be very um, careful. And if a shoe is too snug, make sure. Check up for cum. No, you don't. Do what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go like your producer for that MTV show, Room Raiders, which hasn't been on the air for 10 years, and go with a black light. How is a customer? If I went into a store. that But you know, if I went into a store. What do you do? What do you do? If I went to a store. And asked uh, and stuck my foot in it and it was wet. I would come back out and be like, these are now my shoes. I'm <laughs> no, going so to now take, I'm going to take these shoes for shoes. free. Oh, yes. I'm going to go clean them. I'm going to go bring them to a hospital to clean them. But these are now my shoes. You are, so um, you, so you are now paying. I'm now paying. I'm going to have these shoes. Wow. What an interesting approach to that. I would have. Yes. I would have said like, give me some money or give me a no, different, maybe a shoes. different pair here, of shoes. I'm here for shoes. All right. Well, and then, there you, and then go. you have the story. Then you have the story, and then honestly, maybe it's kind of nice because uh, uh, with my plan of a shitus kicking my ass recently, <laughs> especially because I reignited it falling down the fucking snow in Philly. I now <laughs> have a uh, straight up. It's maybe nice down? to have the cushioning. Yes, I didn't know that. I, I slid. I fell down the last time. So yes, but we're you were but, uh, you were hammered. I was in the middle of the fucking day. And but and then you got to toboggan, mate. Um, that was also, fun. Lesson Doreen, if you're in a if you have a chance to go to Philly, what a wonderful little place for for what? the for the neighborhood. It was a really, really fun bar. Uh, um, and Lloyd's. Right. We had a good time in Fishtown. Oh, yes, and Lloyd, um, of course. Do you love do that this? town? I know this I want story. to tell the story about the Pennsylvania Tuba Copper. Okay, great. Let's do that. Let's do the right. pencil. We'll stick in Pennsylvania. Wow. This story, I mean, we're saying chupacabra, but it's because it's what a chupacabra is. It's an unidentified style of dog. Now, if you look at this dog, he's cute. <laughs> But he's fucking mysterious. I don't know what the hell happened. So one Pennsylvania's <laughs> Fairfield Township just said that she found these animal tracks. Who are uh, these bored ass women? Like honestly, what do you, you mean? just went to go fi- follow animal tracks. What are That's you fucking nice. Pocahontas's cousin? 
That's fun, Henry. That's called being out in nature. And then it's, it's as opposed to now everyone's looking for Pokemon. Whoa. These people are organic. They're looking for cryptids. True. Uh, so he thought that she was, I guess she was looking for a neighbor's dog. She found this mysterious animal and it was shivering and it was scared. And then Aww. she managed to lure the animal out and it got into her basement. Um, the thing is, they look at this thing and they're like, we don't know what the fuck this animal it is. Hmm. They think it's a dog, but okay. they legitimately don't fucking know. They're running blood tests on it to figure out what the hell it was. She said it was exhibiting scared behavior. So whatever, whatever it was, it was kind of innocent. Um, and when they got inside, they warmed the creature up. They warmed the creature up and they looked at it. All right. Cause she looked at it. She said she thought it might be a coyote or a dog. When right. they called the wildlife works, they went look at it. And they're like, I don't fucking, this is not a goddamn dog. Um, but they think that maybe it could be, it could carry rabies, whatever it was. So now mm -hmm. it's kind of sitting there while it's waiting to get genetically tested. But look at the picture of it, Kissel. I see it, man. It is a creepy ass looking thing. It's kind of cute, though. It's got cute eyes. I think well, it's probably a dog. They say that it's definitely got signs of mange. The chupacabra is a pretty cute cryptid. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a dog, and it probably needs to be loved, and it's but cute. It's so cute, and honestly, or maybe it could it, hang out. It could hang out with the monkeys. No, it shouldn't hang out with the monkeys. It'll get sick. Like it's got to well, be careful. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, know what will happen to it. But if you look at it, yeah, like, but this is what we He's know. Every chup every chupacabra on mainland the United States of America is for certain a dog with mange. The only thing where it gets wiggity is the. Puerto Rican chupacabra, which we covered probably a couple hundred episodes ago, that oh it's gosh, that is a yeah. little bit more weird, a little bit more like somewhere between a dog and a lizard. But this thing, like whatever you're looking at it, it might need a home. So I'm it wondering, might. and I would straight up, if I was in the Pennsylvania area and there was a chupacabra, like let's just go ahead and call it a chupacabra, even for branding purposes, just sure. to get the word out that someone needs to come and take care of this chupacabra because, you know, that's technically an endangered species. Well, one of the most endangered of all time. It's a cryptid. It's possible. It doesn't even exist at all. And what's more endangered than that? But the thing with the chupacabra, it doesn't want to be a house pet. So I think mm. that would actually be a massive disservice. Why would a chupacabra? The chupacabra likes to, they're like Michael Myers. They just like to kind of wander around aimlessly. No, they should do that thing where you show a picture of the chupacabra and it's like, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring oh, them inside. Because the chupacabra very is a warm weather animal. If it is anything, if it is indeed, they do like hot temperatures. Like, we need to bring him inside. And then I would name him Sucker. Oh, <laughs> Sucker the Chupacabra. Why yeah, Sucker? I don't know. It's I don't know, but I kind of like it. I kinda yeah, like and it. you have All him right. come inside the house and you can pet him and you can, and then you get to be your, the master of cryptids. So anybody. if you're in Pennsylvania right now, it's possible you got a random monkey in your backyard or a Chupacabra. So, it's cute. Anyway, and be careful when you go. But the monkey your... will fucking give you AIDS light. So you don't yeah. go anywhere near it. Well, speaking of dangerous things, I just want to cover this briefly because we don't talk about cartels. But this one, did you see this video, Henry? Which one? Oh God, yes, this you sent me this fucking shit. This guy, he had a, he had a, he had a beef. He had a beef, right? Mm, uh, I with had a another, beef, with a, but it was a yeah. Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. But he's a cartel assassin, and he had a. There was another gang member that he had to fight with, and then he filmed himself killing the dude, and then he cut his heart out. And then he took bites of it in front of the camera, and there's a full video. And anyway, so you can check that out. Fucking um, wild. Um, it's bad. Honestly, you know, because what is interesting is the <laughs> the idea of that's an ancient practice. That has right. been around for thousands of years. The idea you kill your enemy, you consume their heart, you literally gain their but spirit, why? their I energy. I would say if I kill, I'd be like, I'm going to kill you and eat your heart. But like after I kill you, I'd be like, 
Oh, I'm not going to feed people. Actually, not very hungry. It's disgusting because this guy, he's he's like it's a buffet. He's over the body of the victim that he just killed, and it's all it's all fresh. I I don't. I feel like it's a snuff film. Is what we watched, and what you sent me was a snuff. Um, and you know what? I did watch it, though. But, you know, have you ever done that with hunting? I know people that when they go hunting and they kill something like a deer, the first thing they do is eat the heart. They take it out. They cut a chunk of it off and they eat it because, again, it's like. Yeah, I've heard like, of it. Have you ever had um, chicken hearts? Chicken hearts are tasty. Like heart meat is actually very tasty if it's cooked well, but it is very irony. It kind of tastes like blood because I'm it's all chock full of it. Um, but the idea of like. Like, huh, maybe this distances me from other people, but if you do eat a chunk of a human heart, I wonder if you do get physically stronger. Like, you get more powerful. You get more like, maybe it helps you. Do you think it would help me with auditions? I think it would. If I showed them what I would do. (laughs) <laughs> fucking Mr. Bumper, the 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 guy from down the street. He, he sometimes he like he, he's he's mysterious, you know what I mean? But he could be the he's the these next neighborhood over math teacher. I don't fucking know. Well, I think it would definitely scare a lot of casting directors into giving you the part. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's dude, the fucking missing acting and maybe that's the X factor I need to do to fucking relaunch my sitcom career. Yep, maybe you just have to do what this man did, which is create a very deep cavity inside of the torso. And then take a large fixed blade knife and then start removing body parts. And then there's a shadow of a person swinging around to uh, dismember a corpse off camera. And that can be seen on the left side of the screen. So he was with friends and they were uh. they were just like, I'm going to go eat the heart over here. And the other guy was like, I'm going to go dismember this body over there. And what a night it must have been. So Seriously. be careful out there and try to keep your heart. Out of the tummies of members of the cartel. Well, can I give a bit of advice? Sure. Don't take the cartel's money and don't do anything with it (laughs) back. And don't do things like buy, just don't buy like drugs, like in large quantities. Be, Be distanced. From them. You know what I mean? Like, try to find a lot of people in between you and the cartels. Please, honestly, be very careful. Um, all right. And then we got a good UFO story. I I was watching this footage. A bunch of people sent me footage of these two black helicopters, Mm -hmm, quote unquote, mm -hmm. escorting this orb. But the thing is that if you it it is cool, but if you rewatch it, you can definitely see that the quote unquote orb is a helicopter with a spotlight on and the it's catching a thing because you can see the spotlight on the ground as it's going. So it looks like it's glowing. It looks awesome, but it's not. Um, but. There was another fantastic story. This is another one from the uh, the war zone, talking a lot about military technology. Um, there's an Air Force pilot flying a, pi- a private plane set uh, with his passenger who filmed this drone. You can see mm-hmm. next to it this drone tracking them, where it's this looks like this weird blip. So the war zone, now that I've really been following news stories that come out of it, they've really been tracking the idea that a lot of the stuff we're seeing with the quote-unquote soft disclosure is unknown military technology mm-hmm. and stuff that we don't know what it is yet. Maybe foreign stuff. Um, but this is really fucking weird because this aircraft pilot, you can listen to the entire eight minute phone call that he made to the FAA and what they're going over the sighting. And he said that this thing, whatever it was, clocked him 
and stayed with him going 80 knots. And he was like, I don't know how it did it. He said it, it was like in lockstep with him as he rose and tried to lose it. It was following him. And as he was watching it, his passenger took video of it. You could barely really see it. It's just like you right. see this object fly, fly right past them. But he said it like locked onto him. And he said what was fucking weird about it is that it looked like it did have rotors. Like it looked like it had, there was a mechanical aspect to it. But uh-huh. he said what was weird was that it was a sphere which is a thing we haven't really seen that had these rotors attached to it. And he said what the only way he could describe it is that it looked like it had a camera thing attached to the bottom of it that was, he said that it looked like it was trying to get a really cool video of him flying, but it was very, is very dangerous. Some, is this just like Steven Spielberg's production company trying to get a shot for the new, oh, what, bottom gun movie? Oh, James Cameron's desperate to try to figure out how to get people to see that fucking awful, whatever the, the nine sequels to, what was that movie? I forgot, the biggest movie in the world? Titanic? No, the one where they go into the Day? planet, they go into the... James Cameron. All I don't remember. All I know about James Cameron is he loved to. He loves the water, and he, he went does. in that little tube. Avatar. And that was very scary. Avatar. Oh, Avatar. It's like, but that but was he's just, got like nine. Yeah. He's got no. He's got like five sequels that he's been shooting for like whenever what? Avatar came out. Yeah, man. We're gonna about to. We're about to. I, I want to die thinking about it. We're about. We got an extended universe. We did not ask for. The people just wanted I thought this that movie. movie. Was kind of panned. It was the movie. It was because it broke all these barriers technology wise. Like it did all these new like three D things. Because I remember watching, but it, it gave me a fucking headache. Uh, but these now we're gonna get three more of them. Congrats, everybody. Great. Maybe it's him. But what this Air Force pilot is saying is that he did not know what the fuck it was. He's like, I've not seen anything like this before. My whole life is flying. I see stuff in the sky every day. I did nothing like this. So, but he is saying. They joked about him calling it a UFO because he's like, literally, this is a UFO. He says that on the thing. He's like, I don't I, I can't identify it. But he's trying to say this is mechanical. I don't know what the fuck this is. So maybe we are now starting to enter the true like maybe it's been going on for about 10 years and more and more of it will come out where will the uncanny valley of uh, these things that look like UFOs, but maybe are not. I and mean, maybe maybe they're specifically designed to look si- slightly mysterious so that you don't think that it's from China or Russia and doing these various things or or our secret ops programs that we're going to be talking about all week that are literally going that uh, that do shit without our government knowledge all the time. But drones are not supposed to fly above 400 feet or you're supposed to get a notice if it's from the U.S. government. You're supposed to be notified that they're flying through these areas. So that's the thing. Like, unless it's a part of like a super top secret, like MK, like, like level thing, like that, that no one else knows about. But to, to be honest, they try not to fuck with the pilots. I don't think because that causes massive like crashes and, well, and people could be dying. Very and dangerous. Shit. Yeah. They're saying it's possible. It was a zero, zero robotics V capture Falcon. Cause they use a bike. They, a bike capture tilt rotor design. But it said it had an antenna on it that he's never recognized, and it's not on that technology. Well, it seems like you can really dress up a drone, huh? So who knows? Well, I don't either know. way, real exciting stuff. Well, remember we did the flying humanoid dude they tried to debunk, which I haven't allowed. I'm still bunking. I still think it's interesting, but they're putting that off. They've got well, they, you know, they, they said they they caught him, didn't they? No, they never. Well, they they said that they did, and then they, that fell off. And now they're saying that they thought it was a Jack Skellington balloon with a drone attached. Oh yeah, to I it. remember that. Um, yeah. But that also, then I followed up on that, and that fell off. So who knows? 
I didn't Who know fucking knows? I'll take a Jack Skellington balloon. From your no matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, speaking of undiscovered, uh, we don't know who this dude was yet, and so we never covered him. I never really heard about this guy, but apparently there's a possibly new victim, a sixth victim, from uh, in San Francisco in the 1970s, there was a serial killer and he was nicknamed the doodler and he would kill a bunch of gay men. And it's really sad, um, but the cops never figured out who he was and they still have one hundred thousand dollars and they raised it up to a two hundred thousand dollar reward Ooh. for any information leading to the apprehension and conviction of a serial killer dubbed the doodler. So I haven't heard that much about this person. Feel free to email us if you know about the doodler. Uh, it looks like all of the assaults happened in the 70s. So at this point, he's probably like dead, right? But who knows? Uh, by this point, he might be dead. Who knows? Who knows? But either way, it's just kind of interesting because we had never heard of that serial killer before. And I think the doodler, the, 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 I don't know. Like if you're a serial killer, you can't give yourself your own nickname. And this man made a mistake, evidently. One of the victims he told mm. he was going to art school. And then that victim survived. And then they art and then they said, Yeah, the guy said he was gonna go to art school or was an art school dropout. And then the press was like, We'll call him the doodler. Seriously, I feel like <laughs> there is a they were like, Yeah, oh he's a oh he's a doodler, huh? Where it's like, yeah, it sounds way more Canadian than American. Because like I would never call a man that told me that he drew that he draws a doodler. Because it seems insulting. I guess to a serial killer, yeah, fuck him. But like normally you say an artist or an illustrator, something that makes them feel good about doing yeah one of the victims told police he met his attacker at a truck stop diner that's pretty classic be careful out there at the truck stops seriously and the person said the suspect was drawing animal figures on a napkin and the suspect commented to the victim that he was attending art school and was studying to be a cartoonist and the victim believed the suspect to be skillful in drawing as he himself had a background in art so isn't that nice the doodler still on the lamb let's catch catch the doodler if we could catch a doodler, honestly, just don't let a man draw your picture alone with you while you're at a coffee shop or anything. He's trying to invade. He's trying to figure out how to murder you. Yep. Police uh, said the suspect they interviewed in January of, seven, in, of 1976 was a strong suspect, but I guess they just didn't arrest him. Weird. And the same person interviewed by police in 1976 is still the focus of their investigation in 2022. And he's just hanging around being like, <laughs> yes. waiting for you. Meanwhile, like his, his now his art has gotten so good. He's doing local, he's doing murals and graphic design. Now he's built this incredible like <laughs> yeah. portfolio. And he's just been like, doodler, huh? Every single time, you know, he's just getting better, getting oils. He started getting like doing like all that weird shit. Remember the guy, in the, was the guy Chuck Close. Oh, where you yes. put all the little dots and you, you walk away and you see this like beautiful tapestry and shit. So maybe yeah. it's actually the best thing for him. And maybe he got a, uh, he's got some skills that really allows him to be a productive member of society. But like at some point, if someone is the lead suspect in a series of murders since 1976 to 2022, 
you got to shit or get off the pot. Is he or not? Because just, what is going on? Just try to arrest him. I think at this or point, just arrest him. What's going on? Like, apparently, according to um, San Francisco Chronicle reporter Kevin Fagan, um, he says the doodler hunted in gay bars, took them out, and killed them actually for being gay. Oh, so apparently. Oh, no, he's, yeah, he's just. Yeah, uh, who knows? But there's a podcast the about one. it, so check it out. Because uh, I never heard of the Doodler before, and it's sad, again, especially in the 70s, this is a massively marginalized group, gay men, and people probably said, well, they had it coming, or this, that, and the other. All the gar- all the garbage care. that they use to not figure out that all police departments need to communicate with each other in all levels of investigation. That's kind of, you know, again, you yeah, know, it didn't get apparently, Yeah, it didn't get any media um, attention whatsoever. At that point, they still had sodomy laws on the books. You could still bust guys for being gay, essentially. Society yeah. was not uh, was not ready. So, yeah, underground. Very sad. So, anyway, if you know any information about the doodler, please let us know because it's uh, it's rare I, to hear. It's, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just – most times I hear about a serial killer. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, that one, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. But, the, man, the I doodler. can't believe dude butt stuff was fucking against the rules. Can you believe that, dude? Can you like, fucking believe it's that? It's your butthole. Don't you just want to fucking, sometimes you just see a butt and like, you mean tell me George Washington never saw a succulent butt on a Revolutionary War compatriot no, of his? No, he did. That's and why then like, they were out there in the muck all day. They yeah. could, they were, there's no women there. Oh, they, they had to figure kissed. out a way to fucking go at it. Yeah, of course they kissed. They all kissed. Yeah, no, with these wooden was, uh, teeth. That, uh, which is a myth. Um, whatever. But, <laughs> but fucking anyway. whatever. I'm sick of everything being debunked. It is a good reminder. That uh, uh, you give these people power and they're going to try to take your butthole away from you. No, they will. Let them have it. Okay. I think it's time for Hero of the Week. All right, let's do Hero of the Week. It's the people of Philadelphia who came out to the show that didn't happen. No, I'm just joking, but you guys are hit Philadelphia. They're you good are pandering, though. Well. Um, the, you're good pandering, but yeah, we really wanted to do that show. I was really I know, excited. I was excited. We'll be back. Okay. Um. So this week's Hero of the Week is Goldie. Goldie is a puffer fish. And Goldie went to the dentist. Oh, so it's another man. It's another thing that can't choose anything. I went to the dentist. It can't choose. Uh, Well, it went to the the fish dentist. There are fish dentists? Well, for Goldie, she had, Goldie has a, look at that grill. Look at the grill on Goldie. That's, that's frightening. She went to the dentist and, uh, which is heroic because I haven't gone to the dentist in 20 years. Oh yeah. The gold, this puffer fish went to a dentist before you did. Yeah. Uh, and also, the dentist isn't a hero because if the pufferfish didn't need to have its teeth sawed in half, then why would the dentist even be there? So a pufferfish was recently rushed to an animal dentist to have their teeth sawed in half. After they grew so long, it was unable to eat. Isn't that something? I think now, it's the dentist is the hero. It can't be because it didn't even choose to go to the dentist. If they, if, if, we if don't the, know if that. If the puffer fish figured out a way we to shape coral that. that says dentist, like if they figured that out, I'd say yes. First of well, all, that, that that puffer fish is a fucking uh, hero and also needs to be shot in the head because it's learned how to talk. It's learned how to talk. And it's bad for us. It's bad well, news for Americans. Goldie's a porcupine puffer fish, and she has an owner, Mark Byatt. And Mark noticed, wow, Goldie is losing a bunch of weight. And that what? was because of her big teeth. So he said, oh, my God. You could tell if a fish is skinny? <laughs> I guess. What? I don't know. So they, So he said, oh, no. And then he rushed the five-year-old fish to the vet. They sedated the fish by filling her water bowl with a mild anesthesia. How do 
did we get here? Wait a second. So he took it to the dead. How much did <laughs> yeah. this cost? I want to know how much oh, this fucking cost. I mean, Thousands of dollars, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's. I'm looking at video or, or photos of the surgery now. Why did its fit? Why did its teeth naturally get too long? What does it do in nature? If it's, the nature in nature, there's no natural dentist. You know what? They don't I bet, have insurance I bet in the ocean. We don't know that, do we? But um, I bet you it eats rock. I bet you it gnaws on a rock or something. Why did he give teeth? it a rock? You mean tell me that he didn't tell the dude, hey, you should give it for something. You should give something to the pufferfish so they can gnaw on. The innocence in the eyes and the beautiful smile of this puffer fish would warm even the coldest of hearts. <laughs> this is according to vet Daniel Calvo Carrasco. He says porcupine puffer fish teeth are known as beaks and grow continuously throughout their lives. Uh, they're usually quite short as they're worn down on a regular diet of hard shelled foods. But while these foods are provided in her home environment, she is not as forthcoming in eating them as her other tank mates. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, so she gave up. So they know that the, they, the so the pufferfish was trying to commit fucking suicide or have some kind of hunger strike. No, the maybe it was trying is... to get off a of Spotify or something. So she's doing this fucking hunger strike. I don't really understand. Like, why does she? Why? 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 Well, okay. So Gordon Goldie was bought right by by this person. Uh, they were bought in a large watertight container containing water from her home tank. And a licensed fish anesthetic was placed into the water until she achieved a light plane of anesthesia. God, I'm and then so at this stupid. point, to support her further, the water was oxygenated. This is a waste of resources. This meant that she was still breathing nicely throughout, but was also <laughs> be able to. But also, she was going to be able to. Uh, sh- but but was able to be held for brief periods of time out of the water. Without becoming stressed. So, because you want to take care of Goldie the puffer fish, you see. So, anyway, Goldie the puffer fish with the teeth that are too big, you're hero of the week. Because you made, you know what you did? You put people to work. She's created jobs. You know what? Okay, you brought it right back around. Yep, it's, it's, yep, trickle down. Yep, Debbie was. This is about trickle down. According to the veterinary nurse, Debbie uh, Addison, she got to, she held Goldie. And then she could I, see the puffer. She saw the puffer, puffer fish inflate to twice her size. And then Daniel said, Debbie was able to hold Goldie in a damp towel to prevent her from becoming too dry. We'll also ensure and she was protected if she did trigger her defense mechanism. You know, this thing's going to die body. next week. You know, yeah. it's going to die very soon. I would love to hear Goldie's tale of what can only be perceived as massive sexual assault. I have no idea. Goldie, Goldie doesn't know what this is an alien abduction. Yes. <laughs> and Goldie doesn't know it. Um, but anyway, uh, she's been placed in a large container. She's doing great. And um, so I know a lot of people were worried about her. I know this made main news. I know this was on CNN. Um, I know it was a big story. Um, so Goldie is now back home in her home tank in labor in England. Um, so there you go. Oh, yeah. This sounds very English. Yeah, with bad teeth and everything. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Even the fish, Literally, yeah. Even the fish. That's kind of a stereotype. The British have improved their teeth immensely, but they haven't. They really. Ha- I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Kissel. You're wrong. I we. They really haven't. It's fifty. It got better. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. I mean, it's gotten better. I, I, well, all right. Well, we just don't. The only thing I care about right now, coming from across the pond, is Ken Prince Andrew Sweat, and I want to see a drop oh. of sweat come from that man's breath. All right. We were talking about. We were talking about it in Philly. He, we got to get him on Hot Ones. The greatest. That would be the ten questions. The man from Hot Ones. Prince Andrew, he fucking sweat, dude. Sweat. Awesome. Hit him with the hit him with the de bomb. Oh, yeah, he'd be fucked. 
which I had to bomb on the live stream. And it, it's, it's not just, good. It's not good. No, but it's strong. Oh, here we go. Here's a, well, I'm going to do one listener email for today. Okay. Now, this is, this is a story about my grandmother's friend. Mary and her husband were running out of time from their current lease, rushing to find a new place. Hmm. They had their hopes on buying a house and were looking constantly, but every time Mary saw a house, she was left feeling dissatisfied. Mary couldn't settle on anything because each night she would have extremely vivid dreams about a house that was everything that she had ever wanted. Each night she would dream about a new room in that same dream house, and each morning she would excitedly tell hmm. Joe, her husband, about the discoveries she had made while sleeping. Oh, man. This is this is one of those where you're like, well, all dream. right, Mary. Like every single time she says this, she, you're like, does it have a fucking bowling alley, Mary? Like you know? The the dream house is a, it's like dream money. You know, I feel real she money might, is real. She might have fallen asleep while House Hunters was on in the back. Oh, right. But after a week or two of this, Joe is growing annoyed and demanded we need to choose a house this weekend. All right? Because oh we're, we're dealing with this fucking... We're going to have to sign another fucking lease. Ultimatum. Okay. Oh, yes. So Mary begrudgingly, she's rolling along that weekend to a house showing that Joe had found. When on their way, she screamed, stop the car! <laughs> Screeching to a stop, Mary leaped out of the car and ran towards a house they had just passed. Joe parked the car and ran after her, calling her back to him, asking, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Mary was excited and happily repeating, this is it. This is the house. All while Joe was trying to get her to leave the stranger's property. Okay. Mary opened the front door and was what? greeted by a beautiful foyer that looked exactly like the house from my dreams. Joe was urging her to leave, saying that this house wasn't even listed for sale. They were literally breaking in and entering, <laughs> but Mary just went further inside. The woman walked in on them and said, hello, are you guys, hey, excuse me. You guys here for the showing? The couple was shocked, but oh. went along with it. The realtor saying, we just listed the property this morning. I'm happy to see somebody already looking. Mary mentioned showing Joe the view from the bedroom and quickly made her way through the house, leaving the realtor to ask if she had been there before. Sort of, Joe said. Whoa. Now, at the end of the tour, they put in a bid that was way under asking price. Joe really didn't believe that they would get the house. But to their surprise, the homeowner accepted the offer. Joe was blown away and asked how, with such a low ball offer, the realtor said that the homeowner was eager to sell and she was instructed to take the first bid. It was at this moment that the homeowner herself walked in and the realtor introduced them as the couple that just bought your house. The homeowner saw Mary and immediately looked like she was going to faint. It's you. What? You're the ghost. That's been haunting my house. Oh my god, that's so. This scary. fucking weird. She said apparently this story has gone through. They have been telling. They've been telling the story for years, and it's really, it's very strange. So they're saying that like, which sounds really interesting, that Mary fucking like astral projected sleep ghost like into the fucking house, which is kind of what we talked about with the uh, with Nessie idea of the oh the I love the idea of the Loch Ness monster being the ghost of a dinosaur. So uh, that is that like, type of thing. So it's like if you're if so if you're just guys in your house right now just be like not for the house is not for sale. I just want to remind all ghosts house is not for sale. It's not for sale. Yeah. Is it for sale now? Has that ghost know. just been like okay? And that they, story wilds me out. I fucking love that, that shit. That gave me chills, dude. That's so fucking she, sweet. 
Every time she was dreaming, she was really there. She really was. That's scary. Yeah, cool. fucking cool. It was very Who cool knows? Thing. Who knows? I love all that kind of shit. With like the, the weird valley, the way down to the grays of reality. It's, it's scary stuff. One of the fun, one of the only fun things about growing up super religious, hearing the stories that they say angels, but they were ghosts. They, they were aliens. Um, or aliens. Or were they whatever. molested? <laughs> or were well, they just getting their dick sucked while they're nine years old? We'll find no. out. No, um, no. You remember that old chestnut. And speaking of old chestnuts, you hear that sound? Ah! The crying what? bird of freedom. Oh, yeah. Ah! Okay. Welcome to Stitcher, everyone. We're, we've been here this whole time. Did you not realize? We've well, not been. We're here. We're on Stitcher. We're everywhere. We're, we're freer than we've ever been. It was like we astral projected ourselves mm. back out onto the internet. Absolutely. Well, we truly did in many ways, so we can't wait. We're so happy to be on all of your platforms. Wherever you listen, you can hear us now and all the shows, so... Hopefully this uh, makes it easier. And uh, for those that didn't come on our journey to Spotify with us over these past two years. Welcome, welcome back. back. And it's great to have you with us. And you have a shitload of listening to do. Get so to please, it, please. To Catch it. up. Uh, <laughs> but again, we want to thank the people over at Stitcher. We want to thank our, our whole fucking badass group of fucking employees here that went out there and made shit happen. They, yeah, they're they, wonderful. They work so hard to get all the episodes up and running. Uh, and Not it, easy. Wow. And we're here, man. We got a fucking bunch of years left. We ain't going fucking anywhere. Suck my fucking dick, all my enemies trying to fucking attack. Yeah, Come for me. You come for me, you best not fucking miss, right? Because I live for the day. The army of haters show up at the yeah. fucking golden gates of my fucking compound, right? right. And I love that day because I'm going to drop a tub of oil, hot ass oil, <laughs> on all these fucking assholes. Ooh, so they scream stuff like, in. you work for the CIA. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I do. How about that? Yeah, I am a member of the fucking CIA. You're gonna we're gonna talk about this next week too, man. You fucking assholes. Next month and a half, we're gonna be talking about the CIA. I'm gonna be all over you. I can't wait. You wait. I'm gonna find out and I'm gonna laugh, knowing for a fact that it's really nice that when I retire from the CIA, I'm gonna have incredible benefits. Isn't that great? There's the worst sentence you could ever have your haters say to you is, "Who are you?" Because that, oh yeah, because that's, that's how they got you. That's how they got you. Because oftentimes, don't forget, you might be stewing over someone. They don't give your energy to them. Don't give your energy to them. The Good real um, story is that no one is ever thinking of you ever. And that every single time you thought that you said something super awkward at a party or like said something weird on, on a phone message or a Zoom call and you're hyper thinking about it like they thought about it every second of their day that and that you said something weird. They didn't. Nobody cares about you. They only care about themselves. Absolutely. Which is actually very comforting. It all is. right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We will talk to you really soon. Yeah, we will. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everybody. See you soon, fuckers. Who are you? It's me. Kissel, you don't remember? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Alzheimer's. No, never mind. I'll remember you. You might not like Alzheimer's. I don't know. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.